Welcome to the Philip Levy Show, discussing health, wealth, and life. Here we go. And before we get started, your fitness journey should be as unique as you. If you need some guidance on your journey, head over to philiplevy.com and see how our programs are helping people become the very best versions of themselves. P-H-I-L-I-P. L-E-V-I dot com. What's up, what's up? Welcome to an episode of the show. I'm your host, Philip Levy, and I'm very excited because I'm walking in a parking lot right now. Now, that's not the exciting thing. The exciting thing is uh, my my guest, and uh, well, I guess we're, we're friends now. Uh, sure, we've, absolutely. We've, we've hung out a little bit socially, um, and now I know uh, what you do and what you don't do for a living uh, because of the uh, course correction that, that we just had uh, before we started the show. Um, Lonnie Main is the, the CEO and the the, the the chieftain of, of Red Shoes Living, and I'm very fortunate to have him on the uh, on the show today because I want to bring to you through him what Red Shoes Living is, how it can benefit you, and what we can learn together. Yeah. So without further introduction uh, from me, I'm going to shut up. And Lonnie, <laughs> welcome to the show. Man. Yeah. Who are thanks. you? What do you do, man? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, you got it right. I. Uh, so I just a little bit of background and context in terms of Red Shoes Living. I spent the first 18 years of my life in, in corporate America and working for organizations that were doing acquisitions and rolling companies up. And, and I discovered all the way back in those days that when you did that, you brought companies together, you would really kind of take the spirit out of the people, if you will, because there was a lot of fear and trepidation and all these things that would happen in those moments. And so we took this philosophy and said, look, once we've done that, we bring two companies together, two families together. How are we going to keep the spirit alive of the individual? And we focused on that. So literally every individual person that, that uh, we worked with, we wanted to get them from that place of fear and trepidation because of all the changes we had gone through. And we wanted to get the best version of them out okay. of themselves. So that's where I spent most of my career was doing that. So from a leadership perspective, we, we reached deep in the organization and said, okay, we've gone through the change. You know, How do we get you back to a place where you feel you can perform at the highest level? Out of that came Red Shoes Living. Okay. The, the concept or philosophy of Red Shoes Living is about standing out for the positive in how you work and how you show up in your in your personal life, if you will. Okay. And so we took that philosophy, we ran businesses, we put teams together, we, we got the highest performance out of people we possibly could, and, uh, and we called it Red Shoes. So we took that into a technology company that I ran. We started with 14 people. We grew it to well over 500 people in oh, 120 wow. countries. And here's the cool part about it. <clears throat> it's, it's sticky and it became popular because people use the philosophy and the framework of Red Shoes not only in work, but in their personal lives. Okay, so, how so? What do you mean well, by that? Well, so like here we are in Lake Tahoe, even though we're in a parking lot, it's beautiful here. <laughs> we, are, we are literally walking backwards in a parking lot to keep the wind noise down we are. for you all. I'm only imagining what everybody's thinking we're doing right now. Let them uh, wonder. Let wonder. Actually, this is red shoes. This stands out, right? And that's the concept of it. And so, just, just actually, let me ask you uh, another question. Of the two of us, who's wearing red shoes right now and who's wearing black <laughs> shoes right now, Bonnie? Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed. So I, uh, I had red shoes on this morning when I presented. And then I always take them off after I present, and I should have kept them on. And but but to your question, Philip, I uh, so Spartan. It's me, I have the red shoes on. By yes. The way. Oh you yeah, didn't I didn't question. answer that purposely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Spartan. Sorry. Yeah, so Spartan for me became part of the Red Shoes Living 
uh, philosophy on a number of fronts. It was, I got involved in it a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and just felt like you talk about the human spirit yeah. and the sense of community and how people come together that don't even know each other to help each other through the course and to overcome obstacles. And, you know, it was just incredibly inspirational to me. And I call that red shoes. And so for me, showing up at an event like this and meeting great people like you and racing and, you know, connecting with people, that's all red shoes. It's about living your best life. It's about standing out like a pair of red shoes stands out that you have on when you put them on. It's as simple and as maybe corny as that sounds, it's created a movement. Uh-huh. And, and so you got people all over the place that are saying, hey, at work, I may be in a job that I don't really want. You know, when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, I dreamed about doing something completely different, and here I am as a tax accountant, you know, in this job. So Red Shoes says that's okay. Let's use the philosophy and framework that if you're going to spend half your life at your job, at least you can show up in a way that's meaningful to you. Red Shoes helps that do it. So we get incredible engagement um, out of employees by putting the philosophy there. And more importantly than that is when you go home, live your damn life. Stand out in your life. If you want to jump out of an airplane, parachute, do that. If you want to, you know, get promoted, do that. If you want to run a Spartan, do that. Whatever it is, stand out like a pair of red shoes. Why the red shoes? Where does that come from? Well, so it's a a fun question. My father was a professional wrestler, and he passed away when I was 10 years old. His wrestling name was Moondog Maine. Moondog Maine. Moondog Maine. And when I got to go to the wrestling matches with him, as an example, like in Madison Square Gardens, you know, he wore red boots. And what I remember about my father back in those days is, you know, back then they still had the good guys and the bad guys, and they were still trying to convince everybody it was real. And my dad was always the bad guy. However, people loved him, you know. So he'd go out and wrestle. I'd be back in the locker room. He would come back into the locker room, and they always brought his fans back, kids and, you know, uh, people that were older and people that were in wheelchairs, and they would bring them back into the locker room to meet my father. It was his thing. Uh huh. So he'd go out as this big, bad persona, you know, world champion wrestler, but he'd come back in the locker room and become the most beautiful human being you've ever met. And it was that moment that I realized that he totally got how to connect with people. And so that, you know, that impression on me as a young boy really kind of led me to do what I did eventually in business where, you know, the story about bringing the spirit back to people. How do we, how do you do that? I watched my dad do it time and time again. How did he do it? So, you know, he, he literally took his persona, took his ego as best he could, and he put it aside. And he would connect with people, learn their stories. He was grateful that he had the opportunity that, to talk to his fans. Actually, you know who's, who's a great example of this, and it's interesting, is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. His father, Rocky Johnson, and my father, Moondog Maine, wrestled when we lived in Texas. Dwayne's five years younger than I am, but we used to hang out in the locker rooms together when our dads were out wrestling. Wow. So for me, I watched what he's done in his career, hugely successful, hard-charging, fiercely competitive. Yeah, he's a little, a little bit successful. Yeah, but he's kind, and he yeah. gives back, you know? And so that's the same thing my dad did, and it's been 40 years since he's been gone. And to this day, people still reach out and tell me stories about moments where he did something that stood out for them. Yeah. Now, do you, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, you're good. I wanted wanted you to finish that thought. Did you, um, do you think that your father found it easier than maybe most people do uh, to, to overflow and offer his generosity 
do you do you think he he found it easier to do that than some people do because his job on stage was to be a bad quote bad guy and do you do you think that in order to maybe counter that to show people he was really a yeah. kind-hearted gentle uh, and, and loving person do you think that's one one thing that made it easy for him to yeah. to really uh, uh, to seed the red shoe lifestyle yeah. if you will yeah I think so I think you know when you're well, two two things to that point, Philip. Uh, one of which was my grandmother, my my father's mother. Um, when we were growing up, when I was growing up, my dad was growing up. Clearly, she had this quote she used to tell us: "Treat those who have more than you as equals, and those who have less than you as kings and queens." And she was always worried that our ego was going to get in the way of doing the right thing. So I think it probably started there for my father. I definitely remember that. And yeah, I think you know, to your point, he he was this bad guy, and you know, he would see children look at him and be afraid of him I mean, that's not what he wanted and so I think as he walked off the ring you know came through the veil of of the wrestling world and stepped back in as a human being he wanted people to look to know look I it, it is entertainment even though we don't say it and I'm a, I'm a good dude yeah. and I'm grateful that you like me as a good dude and not the bad wrestler and let's just start there and and you know he when he died at his funeral I remember a fan showing up from all over the world and and you know just being destroyed that my father was no longer there and I was little but I remember some of the stories and every one of the stories had nothing to do with wrestling but everything to do with the human being he was and how he gave his wrestling boots away and how he showed up at a little you know child's birthday party because they invited him same thing the rock seems to be doing yeah, today living you know? selflessly yeah and I think for him and and uh, yeah, I've even heard Dwayne say this uh, opportunities show up when you show up as the best version of yourself opportunities tend to show back up for you so how have you found that opportunities show up for you yeah so you know I, I, I that philosophy of red shoes says um, you show up in fact Joe DeSena from Spartan and I were talking about this this morning is that you show up and good things happen now you have to show up as the best version of yourself and the whole conversation about gratitude and this might sound funny but when you're a grateful human being like I'm grateful to be here with you and be on your your podcast and I'm grateful to be you know in Lake Tahoe with the sun coming down it's a beautiful day yeah like it really is. all of that is firing for me and so what it does as an individual whether you're in business or sports or whatever it opens you up up as a human being it, it, it opens you up in a way that allows people to step into your space and get to know you yeah and for me you know I've met some of the greatest people in fact that's how you and I met where I was grateful to have an opportunity to meet somebody new learn their story and then I get to step into your world you get to step into mine and that's when magic starts to happen I mean yeah. here we are doing a podcast and six months later right after, well we'll get into the details of, of how we met but right um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know if I left a good impression on that guy. <laughs> we <laughs> all have we, our, we all have our moments. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, was a, it was a big day. It was a big yeah. day. Uh, well, let me let me say this too, because the opposite of, of being grateful is you know is being ungrateful. And so, if you think about it, when when one becomes ungrateful, you become cynical. You become small. Your world becomes small. You become callous. You become callous. Right. And you're not open. And so, you, not only do you not see opportunities, but you're not allowing opportunities to come to you. You know, I tell people this, and they look at me like, "Come on, man, that's warm and fuzzy." But I'm telling you, it is one of the secrets to success for yeah. a lot of people. You've got to be a little warm and fuzzy to. Well, I mean, look at look at Moondog. You know, he was this. He he played callous, and he played. You know, his character was 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 the. Uh, 
the uh, what, do, what do they call it? The not the ringer, but the um, it was the heel. The heel. Yeah, that's it. yeah. He was the heel. Um, and and you play that, and and I'll, I'll bet if if I if I if I if I may make an assumption here, that that he was like, you know, this is who I play, but it's not who I am, right? And I'm going to embellish who I really am because he had he literally had to prove to people, yeah, that that he, that's not who he was, right? And and the you know in his showing up as the heel, mm-hmm. um, uh, he was he was uh, uh, touching the lives of so many people in a positive way, right? Uh, and 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 I think maybe one of the most uh, most moved by that was was, was you, his yeah. son. Here we are, forty years later, um, and you're you know I would say you're a pretty successful guy. You're good at what you do, um, and you're you're. Uh, Conversations that that we've had in in the past, um, uh, I've, I've I've spoken to a lot of people who you know would be. Um, let's see if we can. You know, yeah, let's let's go here. A little wind. Sorry about the wind there, guys. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I've spoken to a lot of people who uh, who have that title of successful, you know, and that, that can be defined as, as many different things. But I've I ones that I work with personally that are my personal clients, uh, they are the kindest, nicest people. Yeah. And, you know... And yet fiercely competitive, too, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're, you know, they get into the arena of what they're good at, yeah. and it's, and it's, it's like, okay, here's, here's what I bring to the table, uh, and here's what you bring to the table, and, and there's a, you're going to see more I'm successful. Really, really prefer to to socialize with, to to call my friends, uh, are the kinds that you wouldn't, you know. I mean, you could just be a dude, yeah. you know. Like I, that's what I want you to think of me. I want you to think I'm a, a cool dude and whatever. But right. I could just be a guy, yeah. You know, like I don't. Uh, the, the people that I really appreciate getting to the point here are are the ones that you can't. They don't. They don't. They don't project. Right. Monetary wealth. Yeah. They project success. Yep. And and the definition of that could be it could be something different than than, than it uh, between the two yeah. of us. But success to me yeah. is well. Before I tell you what success to me is, what's success to you? Well, I think you're describing it. You know, I I some so all right. The way I answered that uh, last week in an interview was success to me is being able to sleep at night. And what I mean by that is living my life in such a way again i'm fiercely competitive like i want to i want to crush the competition i want to win i want to grow businesses i want to do all that stuff i just want to do it in a way that when i go to bed at night i'm proud of it yeah and that i've hopefully brought people with me or people have brought you know me with them because it goes that way too but i want to be able to sleep proud and not worry that i've done something that's a bonehead move that you know where i've lost my integrity or i've this or i've that and so that's a quick answer i think um to that and, and I'll share just two other things sure. to, to your point I did the Spartan X leadership thing this morning we had seven um, leaders of all kinds from Olympic athletes to CEOs yeah that was a great great pen drill yeah that, oh uh, you saw the pen yeah, drill yeah that was, that was uh, Willie Banks yeah, yeah that was that was something um, 
And at the very end today, we had a gentleman, Charlie Angle, that spoke. And Charlie's the guy that... Ran the Sahara Desert. Ran the Sahara Desert. 111 days, right? Two two marathons a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how he broke it down. And you think about that, you know, the art of the possible. You and I think, you know, we're going to go crush a Spartan course or, you know, in business or whatever. This guy's running two marathons a day in 130 degree, you know, weather. And at night, he's laying down and looking at the stars and he's trying to nourish himself and recharge because he's going to go right back and do it again the next day. So 111 days, basically, that to cross the Sahara, and he, he overcame uh, uh, addiction, you know, and now he's doing this Project 5.8, which is 5.8 vertical miles from the Dead Sea to the top of Everest, and he's going to accomplish that next year. And, you know, I, I don't remember how old Charlie is, but the definition of success to me is also somebody like that that takes adversity, and this is what he said to me today, and most of us just get through it. I just need to get through this IRS audit, or I just need to get through this course, or I just need to get through this quarter or this class. Charlie doesn't look at it that way. He looks at it and says, I'm going to thrive. Yeah. In every one of these moments of adversity, I'm going to come out better. That's his mentality. Yes. And so to me, that's the definition of success for him. And it could be different for yeah. all of us, but I like that. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I also, um, I was actually so enthralled with his story. I lost track of time and was late to my first interview, but it was a hell of a story. <laughs> yeah, it was. It really was. And, and I actually explained that to Joe DeSena, who I interviewed yeah. uh, uh, earlier this morning. I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm, so, I'm late. This guy was telling a great story, though. And, and he's, you know, being the guy he is, yeah. uh, he, he understood. But um, uh, a clear conscience, uh, my, my definition of success is, is and it, it does align, is making the most out of the time that you're given mm-hmm. with a clear conscience and hopefully helping someone along the way. Yeah, amen on the third. Yeah, I didn't mention that, but I, that's that's key. And even Charlie and everybody said that today, and you're doing that. You're helping people, you know, on the podcast and me, and, and I think that that absolutely is success. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you. Uh, and you know, it's, 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 it's reciprocal because I feel like uh, uh, having the show gives me a, Gives me gives me access to someone like you, who normally, uh, or who normally would would be inaccessible. You know, I'm walking down the street. Hey, excuse me, sir. Like, I, sorry, yeah. I bumped your shoulder or something like that. Um, or, or uh, an interaction between us on this kind of personal level would be otherwise. Why? You know, right. like, hey, random guy, you want to come talk to me for a minute? You'd right. Be like, what? I mean, yeah. I guess, but I've got places to be. Yeah. But but I love the fact that you're willing to give back to to me to the listeners of this show um and 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 spread the the experience that you have um and that brings me to my next question and we're we're going to wrap up here in just a few minutes because i want to respect your time um and uh i know you guys listening are getting antsy but what is one of the most valuable lessons that you have learned in in your professional experience yeah so, you know, quickly, I'm going to come right back to people. The, the most valuable lesson I learned a long time ago is, you know, you can't do anything and do it well without the help of others. Absolutely. You know, and I think when Steve I was Jobs younger, right there, yeah, much, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, there's all kinds of variations to that. You also learn along the way, sometimes the people you choose to do something with, you know, they're human and maybe things don't work. But when you keep coming at that, I am, I am only where I'm at today because of a lot of amazing people that brought me with them. And, and I'm trying to do the same thing back. And when people figure that out, and I'll add one little thing to that. Sure. I also learned that you can't take care of others unless you take care of yourself first. 
and that's whether that's health or you know whatever you want to look at so I think that's a key component to it and you just can't do it by yourself it takes it takes a village it takes a team and so who you surround to wrap that all together who you surround yourself with on a daily basis a consistent daily basis means everything and so you have to really be careful it's not an exclusivity statement it's more of an inclusivity statement but I choose to spend time that's why I'm on your podcast right with good people that are trying to do good things because that energizes me and helps me to be the best version of myself to show up for others. Absolutely. Yeah, the tribe that you build for yourself yeah. is, uh, it, it is, is made stronger by their contributions to you and reciprocally your contributions to them. Right on. Um, okay, so two more questions. Yep. Um, and the first of those questions is... Uh, 1975, Apache Bull Ramos broke your dad's arm. <laughs> Were you there for that? How, I, did it, how did it make you feel? I was not there for that, but I don't remember my father coming home with the cast. I think he had a cast probably on TV, if you're catching my drift there. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it would have devastated me to think. And Yeah, so that's funny you brought that up. Okay. Yeah. All right, just, just, just <laughs> yeah. wanted to take you back there a little yeah. bit. Um, and the last question, and, uh, and then we'll get out of here, is um, uh, uh, to, to wrap up, I like to ask uh, my guests, um, you know, given the thought that we may not be here tomorrow, yeah. you know, there's the only thing that is known is, is, is hindsight, yeah. uh, the, the moment, but the, uh, which is the, uh, the present is a gift, yeah. right? Uh, the future is unknown, right? Yeah. So, so I, I like to ask, I would like to ask you, um, how are you going to get busy living? Yeah. How are you going to, what are you going to do today to make yourself better for tomorrow? Yeah. So I turned 50 this year um, and I said the first 50 years were amazing and I've learned a lot and got, still got a lot to learn. So I've said the next 50 years are going to be the best. So that assumes I'm going to live to 100. I smile when I say that, right? But the next 50 years are going to be my best. And so what I'm, what I'm focused on right now, yeah. every hour of every day yeah. is leveraging that time to to learn to develop um, to help people it's just all wrapped in it I never stop thinking about it and I'll just end with this uh, Philip there's five things that I'm focused on actually okay. first one is awareness being aware of the beautiful surroundings I'm in being aware of people that I'm, I'm hanging with yeah um, you know everything my health etc it starts with that gratitude we talked about that, yeah. that's number two. The third one is, is really understanding everybody's story that I come in contact with, because that's important. You know, you and I connected because we got to know each other's stories and I'm grateful for that. Uh, the fourth thing is respect and kindness. And everybody deserves respect. And if I can show up consistently as kind as I possibly can, as competitive as I am, then I think that's a good day. And then the fifth thing is really the, to your question, is putting myself out there every day, whether it's doing a podcast, getting up at 4.30 this morning to get a workout in before the, the day, it's watching the sunrise. Whatever putting myself out there means for me, I'm going to do it. Lonnie Main, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. It's that good to great. see you. Thank Thanks, you so man. much. You bet. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Please share and subscribe. 